Welcome to another episode of The Endless Quest, the 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast, where me, my brothers, and my dad play the world's greatest role-playing game. And to introduce our cast, we have... Cedric Maestrath. Lee Skilden. Diego Steelsworn. And as always, I'm your Dungeon Master, Isaac. So everyone, grab your dice and let's get to it. To resume our adventure... Our heroes had just, they had really saved the day in this town of White Hill. Our hero of Reese Gildan had actually been able to, hard work, you know, he had been able to chase down this bugbear, and though he wasn't able to actually take it out, he did his part to make sure that the city was safe, which is maybe a bit at odds with his backstory. He's running towards the danger for others, so we'll, we'll have to find out more about that later. Meanwhile, Diego Steelsworn proved his worth in battle with a few excellent shots, being able to snipe down the bugbear that eluded Reese. And Cedric demonstrated why every party needs a spellcaster by using hold person to effectively stop this bugbear in their tracks. Our heroes then, I say heroes, but they proceeded to interrogate the bugbear. One of the, the bugbear went into a mad rant. He seemed to be some sort of fanatic, and so they put him put an end to this fiend, whereas the other bugbear seemed to know nothing of the this fanatic's plans or what he was talking about. He claimed that he had no idea what they were doing, and he had just been hired as a mercenary. When Diego persuaded him, he gave his origin as being from Fort Wrath, mentioning that he was a part of the mercenary clans there. With this lead, our heroes returned to the town marshal and were greeted by the commander of a local legion that had been coming through the area. He offered them a job in his legion to protect the caravan and to make sure that the journey went well. And after accepting, he left them to go their own ways until meeting tomorrow. And that's where we find our adventures. Right now, he has just left, and you guys are all three in the streets, right in this town square where the market used to be. What are you doing? First, um, our hit points back to normal? No, they're not yet, so you're gonna have to take a long rest. <laughs> I'm still at one hit point. Yeah. And you also, and you also stink like poopy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you are. This is his brother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got so, confused. I don't so know is Reese still um, uh, laying down in a, a bunch of poop? He's gotten up by now, and he's Manure. walked over there. So, yeah, the ca- the commander, I guess, we'll just say that he was a nice guy, very courteous, as, as we saw in the conversation, and that's probably why he didn't mention how dirty or stinky you were. <laughs> but you definitely need to take care of that. You did wash off a little bit, but... Well, we did say we would help the... Um, was it a commander? Yes. So, we all agreed to help, and so I guess what we need to do now is find out First of all, we need rest. We need to get cleaned up and rest and prepared to leave. Um, Diego Steelsworn needs to know who he's who he's going to be allying with. Because you can't trust anyone these days. Yeah, so you want to investigate the local legion? Uh, would, if you want to do all that stuff, a good place to go, to go would be one of the local inns since some of the soldiers are staying there and you can find food and rest there. Well, I would like to... Um, I think what would be a good idea for us is to get cleaned up, to get some rest, and to meet up later that day at like the local pub or something like that, 
and so I can get to know these two guys here and maybe some other people to see who I'm going to be allied with. Sounds good. It's, to use our earthly standards, about one o'clock now, a little past noon. So, well, why don't we go ahead and get cleaned up? I'm going to go back to the uh, place I'm staying and uh, I need to clean up and get my affairs in order before we, we head out. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, this is very good. I might need to take a bath. Well, how about this? We meet up at the local pub. And uh, I'm hungry, I'm sure everyone else is as well. Um, now, yes, Cedric, you would know that um, as a local, you would know that one of the biggest inns and eating houses in White Hill is the Bronze Barrel Tavern. So you might suggest that. Ah, yes, tavern. That is the word I was looking for. The Bronze Barrel is a very good place to go. I've heard that from many people. I've never been there by myself, but I know that it's very popular among the locals. As long as it has some ale, I am there. Ah, cold water suits me better. (laughs) Lemonade. (laughs) Alright, so the villagers are starting to clean up. Um, You see some of the priests from the temple, Cedric, that they are leaving this plaza. Most of the injured people are gone, so it looks like they're healing them or taking them back. Would you like to leave for the tavern now, or do you want to continue to investigate? It's really your choice. Well, Reese still has one hit point, so it doesn't make any sense for him to do anything but go to the hospital at this point. Yeah, so (laughs) you have been in here for, you have been in this town for two days, and you have a, uh, you have a room at the Farmer's Feast Inn, which is another major inn in the city. It also has food there. And that's where you have your room, so you can head back to the Farmer's Feast. I guess I will. Okay, so you walk the roads back, and it's pretty clear. There are some worried people in street corners huddling together talking. You notice a lot more guards and soldiers kind of milling about, and there's a sense of relief, but also of tension and fear in the air. Even though these bugbears and ogres were quickly stopped by you, you can still see signs of the destruction. There's some knocked over carts, one side of a building is caved in, so you head back to the Farmer's Feast Tavern, and you walk through the wide swinging wooden doors, and the there's a dwarf at the at behind the counter of this tavern and inn, and he says, "Oh, Reese, Reese, you're back. I heard about some crazy things out there. I came out here with a frying pan myself, ready to whack some sense into anyone who wanted to come near my inn. Uh, but you look like you're in real rough shape. Is is that you? Is that the smell? I'd rather not talk about it. Uh, fair, fair enough. Um, how about this? I have a I have a basin of water out back you can wash in. Would that suit your needs? Yes, it will. Please, go wash up. As you wish. Uh, So, we want to narrate what your character does as you are here. He's going to quickly go out the door so he will not be embarrassed by any people. Yeah, you hear a few people muttering (laughs) as you pass. And he will um, quickly, wait, maybe he'll use a stealth check not to be seen by anyone while he goes to the You want to remain inconspicuous? Okay, okay. Why don't you roll for that? What's with my bad roll? I rolled a four. Plus <laughs> three, seven. Do a stealth check. So no one sees me. 
He wants to be inconspicuous because he's covered in poop. Oh. What's so that? What's the total? You rolled a four. It doesn't matter. So you you try to um you try to duck to the side, just staying close to the wall, and you accidentally knock over a stool. But everyone smells you. That's why you rolled a bad roll. You're covered in poop. That's actually realistic. Yeah. So one of the um, a halfling woman at see the table next to you says, "Oh, is that stench you, young man? You need to get out of here. Go wash up." How <laughs> oh, dare you come into a public place and disgrace us all? Do I smell? What is that smell? It's manure! <laughs> well, I never! Young man, get out of it. Go, go wash. Shame. They shouldn't allow riffraff like that in a restaurant. Eating house, I mean. So you proceed to the back, having everyone in the restaurant noticed you after this. hanging your head in shame yeah <laughs> it's like charlie brown or something yeah you can it's just like charlie brown because you can see like the flies and the fumes walking off yes. of him like what's, what's his name with the gear yeah pig pen so you go outside to wash and you just splash water over your face and pour it into a, after scrubbing and washing for a while you finally start to feel kind of clean and at this point, you go inside, you, you've changed your clothes, and I'm assuming you come down to the main area after, oh, you want to, you probably want to take a long rest. Yes, I do. So, we don't actually have time for a long rest, but you can take a short rest and then take a long rest later in the day. So, would you like to do that? Okay, wait, should I get my hit points back? So, a short rest works like this. You have a hit dice that you get to spend, because you're third level, you have three of them. So, you can... Spend up to 3d8 to get that much health back. And we'll probably have a long rest you can take tonight. Okay, so I'll roll my hit dice. Sounds good. Six. I'm actually getting good rolls now. Three. Okay. Four. So I got. That's not 13. bad, actually. Okay, so you feel a little better after your nap, and you decide to come down and meet at the bronze barrel with your friends. Meanwhile, uh, Diego, where have you been through all of this? Well, Diego's going back to his, um, his room at the inn. Um, he needs to clean up. Uh, he's got a couple scars, uh, from the battle. Right. Uh, but also he's prepping to leave. He's gonna, he's got a travel sack that he probably is gonna put together some things that he needs, get his weapons in order. Uh, he hasn't brought too much because, you know, he lives a life where he's going from town to town. Because, of course, he's looking for battle experience to, so he can uh, gain uh, a higher rank with his order. Um, but he also has uh, other reasons why he's um, been traveling. He's been in search of something. That we'll talk about another time. However, that being said, so he's getting his things gathered and um, he's heading back out the door. Uh, from the inn, and he's kind of hungry right now, but he's got to wait for uh, a little bit later to meet at that um, that tavern. I forget the name of it. But the Bronze Barrel. He is a true gentleman, so he wouldn't want to eat without his friends. The, the Bronze Barrel. So he waits downstairs uh, for a little bit after he's packed, just to sit down and rest. He orders a, a drink uh, from the local um, uh, inn person, just a, a glass of, of ale. Mm -hmm. And he's waiting there, trying to relax. Alright. Would I get hit points as well, or...? 
you're taking a short rest. I'm assuming you're relaxing for a couple yeah. hours, so you can do that. And so I would do what is it? A, a six? Even? You have a you have a D10 because you're a fighter, and so a short rest is a little different from a long rest. A short rest is kind of it's not like a long rest because you don't have to be sleeping. It's more just relaxing, taking a little bit of time to recuperate and you know center yourself. So you think over your past and what's brought you to this city and your future and. As you were thinking about these things and just relaxing, cool drink in your hand, we'll cut to Cedric, who by now is back at the temple. So what are you doing? Well, Cedric is now just reading, probably, re- re- helping himself recover from this ordeal that he's not used to happening all the time. And he's just getting ready to leave this town for possibly a while. Yeah, I'm sure that's a different experience for him, especially since he's been in this area, lived here for most of his life. He was raised by the temple, and so it's probably a jarring change for him, but he's trying to confront it the best way he can. So, as you're as the, you're in the middle of your readings, uh, another uh, man walks into the room, and he's a uh, little past middle age, maybe, you know, late 50s, I'm thinking. And he has he has gray hair, looks a very average person, and you know him as Brother Theodore. And he's one of the other priests here. Not exactly, like, super high-ranking, but he's, he's one of the leaders here. And so he says, Brother Cedric, it's good to see you. I know you had a rough time of it in a, that altercation earlier, and I'm glad to see that you're fine and you've, you're at peace with yourself. Um, I came to talk about your journey. How are you feeling about leaving the temple? Ah, Brother Theodore. Hello there. Well, it's very different. I've never been away for very long. And this would be an interesting experience, but I'm not sure how it will be. There are two people that maybe will be good companions. Uh, A small rogue and a fight, uh, some sort of warrior. I see him. Where did you meet them? Uh, they assisted me and the other gods in defeating the creatures that were invading this town. Really? Really? That's, well, that's good to hear that you'll have, you know, trusted, hopefully friends, but for now companions on your journey. And I know it can be difficult to leave the city, but I had to do the same a long time ago when I was probably... Not much older than you, young Cedric, and I left the temple to go and learn. And though the world was big and it wasn't as comfortable as it is here, I still gained a lot from the experience. So I believe this journey, I know you're seeking our high priest, and I believe that you'll find the answers that you need if you stay true to your quest. Thank you very much, Brother Theodore. You've been quite a comfort. Yes. Kruska's blessing on you brother and as you as on on you as well thank you and he leaves the room and by now you notice that the clock on the wall is nearing about four in the afternoon and you were going to meet up with your soon-to-be traveling companions and so you leave the room you put your book in down on your i guess on your nightstand and would you want to do something else should i roll for hit dice or oh yeah you can do that okay 
What'd you roll? Three and seven. Okay. Seven, ten. And if it heals everything, you don't have to. You don't have to roll all three. You can oh, roll as many as you want. So, you all, just a, around four o'clock, you all end up making your way to the Bronze Barrel Tavern. And this eating house is busy. You hear clatter of plates and pans. You hear the chatter of voices, people Ugh. who are locals, soldiers. There's an air of excitement and bustling in this room and. Now, as you walk in, Cedric, you see, sitting over at a table to the side, are the halfling and the warrior. And you go over and join them? Yes. Okay. Uh, greetings. I see you all came. Uh, you're in much better condition than before, halfling. <sighs> rather not talk about it. Uh, if you wish. It is okay, halfling. It happens to everyone. And maybe not me, but, uh, you know, it, uh, manure happens sometimes, okay? So listen. Cedric, welcome back. Ah, yes, yeah, I believe it's in the time to eat. You yes. see, just about this time, you see a dwarf woman coming over to you, and she says, Well, sirs, can I get you anything? Anything? Uh, well, well, let's see, uh, what do you have, uh, what is a special you have today? We have a bit of sturge kebabs and some roasted roth meat from our flock just outside of town. Those are some of our more popular courses. Mm. You had me at roasted roth. I'll take one of those and an ale. All right, sir. I'll have it up in a jiffy. The rest of you? Uh, some owlbear steak and a cool lemonade. Ha, huh, an owlbear steak? That'll cost you. Oh. Um, cooling things yeah, is very expensive. How, how much Cedric. would that be? Ah, well, for the for the lemonade and the Albert steak, uh, that will be about four silver gentlemen. Uh, oh, um, four. Oh, of course, four silver. I thought you were going to say four gold. Are you crazy? Uh, fortunately for you, it normally does cost a lot, but we did have a recent surplus after the great owlbear hunt in the local village so we do have some will cost you though so okay so that's how much money you have oh you have 10. so and she turns to you well now that we have that sorted out what was it you wanted again roasted roth and an ale roasted roth and an ale please all right then now that will cost you one silver okay that seems fair uh now chop chop please i'm hungry all right, all right. And you, Halfling, what do you want? Make it quick. I'd like some sturge meat, maybe. Sturge meat? Kind of exotic taste. Well, we have some ham pies. I can get you some sturge in the hand pies. Fresh from the river nearby. Oh, I say nearby. It's about ten miles away. But, will that do you? Okay. All right. Well, I'll get that over as quick as I can. Tell the cook to put a rush on it. I'll be back if you need anything. She, she leaves to go get the food, and you guys are left at this table. I should have ordered something cheaper. A whole gold piece is far too much. Well, it sounds like your eyes are too big for your wallet. You paid you paid four silver, not or five well, silver, sorry, not yes, one gold. Yes, five is half a gold piece. Did you hear that? I got 
free charge. She forgot to charge me. Oh, that must be some of your roguishness coming out. You mind to help me with that? You just, um, maybe act like I wasn't supposed to pay. So it's one of your halves in the food, and then we can get it for free. <laughs> so, Halfling, tell me about yourself, that while we wait for the food. What brings you to the town? I'm looking for a place to stay, for reasons I would rather not talk about. Yeah, you seem like you don't talk about much. I don't like talking about my life and weird stuff like that. Did you say weird stuff like that? You could just say I have a shady background. Yes, yes, shady. we all have shady backgrounds. Well, speak for yourself. I'm a respected temple acolyte. Ah, so you say. Tell me more about that. What is what is uh, acolyte, did you say? Yes, one of the leaders of the temple of Karaska. Mm. Ah, I believe I heard, I've heard of Karaska. Yeah, how long have you been there? Ever since I was a young child, my father and mother disappeared. And I believe they could probably be dead right now, mm. unfortunately. But I was taken to the temple at an early age. Mm, so you were raised at the temple? Yes, by the high priest. Mm. Interesting. And you have no idea what happened to your parents? I know my mother died from a sickness, but I don't know much about it. I was very young at the time. Hmm, interesting. Ah, that is, uh, that is sad business right there. But uh, it looks like it turned out good for you. You got taken care of. Most, most kids at that age, uh, they die too young. Uh, you, you went to, to a good place, it looked like. Yes, the high priest has been very kind to me. That is why I'm looking for him. It unnerves me to know that he has disappeared. And um, at this time, right about now, the the um, wait the waiter who is giving you the food comes back and says, "Well, well, sirs, I have your meals. I have you, uh, steel sworn warrior. I have your roasted broth and your ale, and you." Halfling, I have your fish pies. Our cook has really outdone himself tonight. I think the quipper is perfectly seared. And uh, you, uh, cleric, what are you looking at? Yes, I have your owlbear steak and your lemonade. Owlbear steak and lemonade. My. And that's your orders. And you, halfling, it's going to be five copper pieces for your meal. What's that? Never mind. Here you go. All right, I'll take that. And you dock that off your character sheet. Uh, you got um, Dad, you owed four. David, you owed five. And That's four silver pieces for me? Yes. And a silver is one-tenth of a gold. And Nathan, you owed five copper. All right, Why are so you having me do math? So I have ten gold pieces. <laughs> so I, owe I have nine gold pieces and five silver pieces. You sure? Yes. Uh, but I owe four silver pieces. Oh, you only own four? Yeah, so I have six silver pieces. No, you have, yeah, nine gold pieces and six silver okay. pieces. Wait, how many did I owe, Isaac? You had owed, was it four? Five. Okay. Five silvers. Because you ordered owlbear steak, and owlbears are not easy to kill and raise. So. Baby boy, you see him? He's so nice. Hmm. He's falling asleep. All right. And so, right about now, you have your food and you're chatting the rest of the evening. Anything else specific that you all want to talk about? 
Does anyone know anything about this mission we're about to uh, embark on? Um, no, I know we're going with the group. I'm not sure which direct general area. You're going, going, you're going with the Legion from the main that's sent from this nation. You're in the nation called Cyril, which I think we've mentioned, but I should probably just state it out, you know, now just to remind our audience. This country is called Cyril, and this um there's it's a big place divided into there's the reaches the hold is the capital of each reach and so we have east reach west reach north reach south reach storm reach and what used to be called silver reach but is now um destroyed by a magical um, a, a magical calamity right now you all are in west reach but you're pretty close to the border of east east reach it's kind of between there and you're accompanying this legion into the northern areas of Eastreach in order to investigate this strange rebellion. You don't even know what it is because the rumors are so unclear, but there's some sort of trouble brewing up there. And you, Cedric, hope that you can find your high priest in the middle of it as he went this way a few weeks ago. So we're going to the northwest of East Reach. You go into the northern parts of East Reach. You are in kind of in the middle of the country. We're in the eastern part of the West Reach, going to the northern part of the East Reach, correct? Exactly. <laughs> Very good. Good enough for me. Okay, and that's your mission. You're accompanying this legion who was sent there. It's a mutual beneficial, mutually beneficial thing. Uh, this roast is very good. Very good stuff here. I haven't had a good roast in a while. Listen, I've seen you guys work. I've seen you guys fight. Uh, C- uh, Cyril, is that correct? Or Cyrus? Uh, that's Cedric. Cedric, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, fascinating uh, magic you employ. Uh, thank you. Uh, I feel comfortable having go- going out uh, on missions with you. Uh, now you, Halfling, you seem like you have a little bit of bad luck, but that can turn around. No problem. <laughs> stick with us. You should be fine. And make sure that you stick up for yourself. That waiter made you order some, some, some other stuff. You just said yes, yes, yes to everything he said. We'll teach you how to have some confidence. Okay. See, just like I said, you you agree too easily. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so you wild you wild the rest of the night away, and probably leaving sometime that afternoon. You've enjoyed your dinner. You feel like you know each other a little more. You're not the best of friends yet, but you feel like you're ready to go on a mission and work together as teammates to accomplish a common goal. You guys have left it in. You had a good meal. Um, Anyone else wanted to say any more conversations during the meal? Any any other interactions? Um, not that I can think of. Okay. No other questions. All right, gentlemen. Here's to a good journey and ultimate victory. Cheers. 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 Now drink up. You raise your glass of ale, and Cedric raises his glass of lemonade, and you raise your glass of... I don't know, milk or something. <laughs> and... <sighs> milk, I'm trying to get taller. Yeah. <laughs> the halfling's trying to build bone density. It's not working. So you... And He's you end this out, night and uh, feeling like a team, like you're ready to go face the world, which you will tomorrow. And let's fast forward to the next day. You all wake up after a good night of sleep with all your... Hit dice and hit points restored, spell slots, abilities, all, all that good stuff. As you wake up, I'm assuming as a soldier, um, even though you not, don't have to, maybe you would wake up early, Diego. 
if that's if she has a personality. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, I will always wake up early, get my calisthenics in, and uh, you know you always have to get a good cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And so you, you've had you headed down to the room at the end. You're staying in. You're staying in the. Um, you're staying in the the Blue Eagle Tavern, and it's a, it's a smaller one in town, but. You don't have a whole lot of money that you want to spend on this, and you're a simple man. I'm a frugal man. Exactly. And so you do. You go outside early in the morning, probably around five o'clock, and you just kind of run along the city limits, and then you find a just a flat space, and you're doing push-ups and squats and burpees, just getting always with my head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. You never know what can happen, even at the five in the morning. Yeah, I mean, just take yesterday as an example. So after after finishing your your run and your coffee, you decide to meet up at the at the gate of the, the city where hopefully your companions will be. Do I have a form of travel or am I just walking? Oh, for now you're just walking. Okay, so I have like a sack. Yes, you have a you have a knapsack. And my weapons are are slung on, on my shoulder or something. I Reese has a question. All right, what's it? What Would is he it? be able to buy a mastiff? So he can go faster. A dog? Wait, what do you mean so he can go faster? He can ride dogs. Oh, you are a small creature. Well, a mastiff has to be trained well. And a dog is not very good long distance anyway. They get tired quick. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. Maybe you can see if you can find one that's good, determined for that, but probably not in this town, I'm going to say. Like a horse, a small horse, or like a mule or something. You might not have enough money. Pe- people... People are gonna train horses and mules. They're not just catering to just half lanes. This is a this. good. Uh, this is a good um, question you brought up, though, Nathan. Though, because we need to be able to do more than just walk. So we need to find a uh, form of travel. We are joining a caravan. So hopefully, then we'll have wagons. Are we? yes. yes, but you know, you never know when it's good to have your own ride. So that's a good thing to think about, and I will let you know. You know, when you're in an area where you have an opportunity for that. Well, as far as a caravan, we might be. It might. We might do well to be out in front of it, looking for any uh, potential issues. You know, true. In so, that case, we would need like our, a horse or something. We'll say this: I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll a percentile die because this is a this is a fairly large town. It's not huge, but it's big enough to have a wall, marketplaces, multiple inns. <laughs> so, maybe a population of a thousand or so. Hmm? That was a, that was a horse. <laughs> Yeah, a pretty fluffy horse. So, I'm going to roll percentile dice here. And we're going to see what we get. Alright, and if, how about this? If it's above, if it's above 50, we'll say that there's some sort of dealer that you could maybe look into finding a steed or a mount. That's a 19, so. That's alright. Yeah, so. This town, you, you look into a few things. There is, there is a, there is the tavern owner. He has a he has a mule out back. He does that. He might be willing to sell. And then there is a horse dealer, but he seems to be catering to more expensive people. Um, looks like he might have done work for the local noble. So mm-hmm. there's not there's not really a good option in this town. Meanwhile, Reese, what what do you do in your morning? What's your morning routine? When do you get up? Um, I get up, drink some milk, hoping to get taller. Mm-hmm. Have some broccoli, hoping to get taller. 
Would halflings, I'm sensing some insecurity. Yeah, would halflings be insecure about, like, wouldn't they be proud of who they are? And, like, are they worried about yeah, being too small? It's not a... I mean, that would be unusual. Halflings just see themselves, you know, why, why would we be as tall as humans? Why right. would they be as tall as us? It's just, we are halflings. They're humans. But, um, do you have anything else to do in the morning? Like, do you exercise? Do you write something? Do you think about something? Um, I wake up, um, and start training on some, um, wooden dummies. Okay. You find, like, a, like, an old tree or something and hit it with a stick. And kind of out in the woods beyond this place. Okay. And you, you're working on this. And you you train it early in the morning, you know, just trying to get the work in, trying to increase your ski- speed. And after maybe 30 minutes of training, you go in to eat your breakfast and meet at the gate. Do you have any other business you want to do in town? You have... Say maybe you have like less than an hour if you just want to buy anything really quick. More ball bearings. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to get some more. Okay, well you there's that's something that you can easily find a shop with some, with a few items. Is there anything in particular you want to get? Basically, most of the stuff on the normal items list. But is there anything in particular that you want? Ball bearings. Um... Okay, that's not too expensive. Any anything else? You know, do you need clothes or a- anything that you can think of? Ammunition? I so. think Reese will just get um, cow traps and ball bearings. Sounds good. That's actually some useful stuff to get. So you easily get that. That's going to be, um, to check the thing, it's going to be about uh, probably pretty inexpensive, especially for the ball bearings. It's just, yeah, cow traps are about... They're one gold piece for a bag of 20, and the ball bearings are one gold piece. So, that's, yeah, so two gold pieces. Scratch that off your sheet. And so after you make this purchase, you head to the gate where you find Diego, who's already been here, and he starts to look a little bored. Cedric, what what have you done? Well, in the morning, I woke up and helped the people that came to the temple. And after that, I... Bid a farewell to all of my close friends at the temple and wished them well. And then I proceeded to go around looking for any equipment that could be necessary that was suggested to me. Just collecting your items um Yes, yes. And as you as you leave, one of your friends, um his name is Brother Um His name is Brother uh about about um brother Gimbal and he's a he's a half not a half wing a gnome and he's a gnome and he says Cedric Cedric before you leave I I had something I wanted to give to you just do you know you've been a good friend and I know that you're in capable hands but I still kind of worry about you being out on this this mission I I know it's you know it, it's going to be dangerous in that area it could be anyway I just wanted to give you this just in case you ever. And you ever found yourself needing it. And he holds out to you a little glass bottle. And it's a potion of healing. And he uh, says, Thank you very much, good friend, brother. And as you're leaving, you also... Right before you leave, um, you're approached by one of the other very important leaders in the temple. And 
His name is Brother Romaro, and he's in Gazorian as well. He says, Cedric, I'm glad I stopped you before you left him. I know we talked earlier and wished you well on your journey, but I have something else that I, I wanted to give you. Just really quick. I hope you will not need it, but if I am wrong, hopefully this will give you a little bit of protection on your journey. And he hands you a small, a small little, little figure, almost like a statue. And it's uh, made of like a copper or bronze, and he says, In your hour of most desperate need, and then only, I would like you to take this figurine and call out to it, okay? It's dedicated to our god Kreska. Remember, only in your hour of greatest need, when you really are at your wit's end. I hope that you will never need to use it, but here you go anyway. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good journey, Cedric. Farewell. And so, in a short time, you all find yourself at the gates together. Yes? Uh, before I go, could I buy a vial of holy water, or is that really expensive? Uh, it is kind of expensive. I don't know if you could really afford it. Oh. What kind of store is he at, anyway? Yeah, you'd have to get that from the temple, not just from a oh, store. I see. I bought my we'll say... self my stuff from the Zonkos. <laughs> yeah, right, from Hogsmeade. <laughs> <laughs> and so, alright, so enough of that. We, we've gone to this... Um, the gate, and all of you meet there this morning. And what do you want? What do you do? You see each other then. I'm glad we all could make it. All right, I think it's time to put this town to our backs. The only good thing about this town was that uh, roasted wrath, if you ask me. Excuse you. If you had spent more time, maybe you would be more respectful to the very kind people in this city. Yes, yes, yes. Let's be gone already. All right, and we don't have a moment to lose. So you, it's early morning, and you're probably about eight o'clock, and you're heading to this encampment. And you walk through the fields. There's a there's a path, but there's high grass on most parts. And as you continue, the path fades, and you're just walking through the field. It's a serene view. You hear the birds chirping, and it's a bright, clear summer day. And as you near the encampment, you see a few people. Um, a woodcutter and his teenage son hauling the cart of wood into town. A woman tending some goats. Um, people just going about their business. Man collecting some herbs. And as you reach the encampment, you're probably about, you know, 100 meters away when you see some people, some figures in the distance. And you see two, two men walk over to you. Boy there, hold on. Um, stay business, please. Our business is our own. No, it's not. And you see, as you reach closer, you're walking closer to the master, and you see the one who's speaking is a bearded half-orc with bluish skin. If you want to enter this camp, you're going to have to tell me why you're here and who, who sent you. You're not with us. I know you're not with our legion. Is this, um, I said it was an orc? A half-orc. A half-orc? Um, are they normally bad guys? In this world, no. This world, yeah, as opposed to D&D, where, or the for basic Forgotten Realms, there's a lot of free will in this world, so most of these creatures are just good. There's no, okay. there's no negative association with orc, besides big... So at the very least, there might be neutral... Yes, there's not a particular reason for them to be evil. What is this, anyway? This is a free world. I can walk wherever I choose. Me and my companions and... 
All of us here are going someplace and you're in the way. Well, I don't think so. This is our encampment and you need to state your business now or or we'll have to... We um, are friends of your commander. Likely story. What do you mean you're friends of the commander? I'm, he's invited us to join his caravan so we can find my high priest. And they have other reasons. We are going to... Well, we don't need to tell you everything. I think you do if you want to come into this encampment. Listen, listen. Would you go you against your commander's will? All right, I'll take you to the commander right now. I'm going to settle this. And he says, come on, Miggle. And you see the other person is a male halfling leaning on a sword. And he says, all right, Vardo. I'm sorry, he's making a bit of a big deal of this, but you really should tell us why you're here. And he's kind of right. All right, let's take you to the, the commander, please. And Vardo says, come along. No lollygagging back there. And he marches you for, through camp. As you go through the camp, you see men milling around, small campfires with joking soldiers, an array of tents. As you as you come through, you see a pavilion in the in the center. Under this pavilion is a is a, a man, and uh, there's a gnome standing right next to him. As the man looks up, you see it is Commander Talon Vimar. The commander has brown hair that stops just above his shoulders, green eyes, and is wearing a breastplate with the symbol of Cyril, which is a fistful of lightning clutched by a gauntleted hand. And you recognize this as a... It's just the national symbol of Cyril. It comes from House Stormwind, the founding family of this country. And he greets you. Ho oh there, Priest Maestralath. It's good to see you. May the blessings of Kruska be on our journey. And you, Steel Sworn, glad to see you as well. I hope this journey will be a learning experience of triumph for you and last but not least, Mr. Gildan, I'm sure your talents will come in handy on this mission. And uh Vardal, Vardal. Good, I see you've accompanying them here. Y yes, Commander. I was I wasn't sure if they were they said they had an invitation from you, but looked like rubble rabble rousers and I wasn't sure. No, it's fine, Vardal. They're, they're with me. Yes, sir. And he walks away. So, do you guys have anything you want to say to the commander? Well, how did he know all of our names so quickly? Uh, you had met him the other day. Oh, okay, that's the same guy? Yes, same okay. guy. Um, Nathan, you haven't really spoken very much. Yeah, do you have anything to say to him? He greeted you. Um, it's a pretty rough crowd here. Well, those are my men. They're, they're loyal and dutiful, so I'd rather have men who are interested in protecting the camp as the ones who let random strangers in. They did their duty well. That's yeah, very understandable. <clears throat> so what is the next step? Uh, well, we'll be leaving in about an hour. If you have belongings, you can take them to the wagons where we'll be packing up. You might notice the men over there already at work and you see as you glance over some of the soldiers are loading up supplies and tents into the wagons. You can still see, you know, the patchwork tents arranged in clusters, but they're taking things down. You notice that? They're get, they're getting ready to leave as a caravan. Right. We're packing up, so if you have any belongings, you can take them over there. We leave within the hour. We need to make quick time if we want to get to this town quickly. By the way, I don't know if we've actually settled that. Our destination and our mission is to go investigate this trouble that has been in this area. We have reports of refugees. A lot of trouble, and most of it is very vague and 
unconfirmed, so we need to get our own answers. I'm glad to have both of you on this trip. I think you'll be a good addition to our company. Take your belongings over there, those wagons, and we'll get started very soon. You walk over to the wagons, and you have, um, you see another man standing there. He, I say a man, he's a dwarf, a male dwarf. And he says, Ah, oh, you're the new recruits who the commander brought in. Last minute, but hopefully you'll contribute. Hopefully, because we have no room for slackers on this com on this caravan. If you want a wagon, you can put your possessions in here. You can stay in this tent, too. And he points to one of the wagons, loaded with some goods. So you can put your backpacks and sacks there. Careful, little man, the way you speak to me. You might need my help in a battle. I doubt it. Today I need help from a, a weak human and a short little halfling with bad luck. As the day that I'm no longer Ordo Strongfist, Dwarven Warrior of the Lowlands. Alright, we got a mission to do. Come on, bring your bring your possessions. Yes, that yes, wagon. yes, already. Here you go. Uh Mr. Maestralath, if you yes. care you can stay on this wagon. Uh you halfling, would you like to I'm not going to ask if you'd like to. This is your orders. Scout ahead. I need a report on what's coming up, and I want it now. Yes, sir. And you, Steel Sworn, would you like to go with your little friend on his scouting mission? Uh, well, you know, he has bad luck and all, but uh, maybe we'll even out. Uh, yes, I'll go with him. I've got your back. Don't worry, little man. Those horses over there are yours. And he points to a, a kind of dappled white and brown horse and another one that's mostly black. And you guys can go over the saddle. I've got dibs on the black one. <laughs> and so um, you're going to ride out from the camp and hopefully stay ahead. And he gives you the orders to... Go ahead for about an hour and just investigate the coming terrain. See what you can find. Ah, uh, yes, horsey. I shall name you Hondo. <laughs> and as you're on the road, you can make a perception check. And this is kind of just general. And you're going to see what happens, what you can find. What did you get? What did you roll? I don't know. What it did you roll? On the side. I, I have to it roll perception like, or... It was whatever was behind four, but I don't know which direction. Yeah. It was uh, either 11, an 18, or a 14. Why is it always sus whenever you roll something? Yeah, like you, you have to stare at it for five seconds and no one knows what you're doing. And maybe you need right, glasses this minute. You're like... You just, or be just honest. What is it? I don't know. It's My eyes are closed. 18. Okay, so you. Wait, wait, plus I rolled a natural twenty. Plus five. Wait a so second. Wait a second. I'm sorry. Why were you making a perception check? I said for our scouts to do that. Oh yeah. I rolled wow. a natural twenty. That's okay. so sus. Okay, natural twenty. You got it covered for both. Maybe we have good luck want, now. But. All right. So you feel alert, both of you, from your morning exercise and your just your training. You feel calm and ready for action. And so, as you as you're riding along. You see a few clouds in the horizon. It actually looks like a rainstorm possibly coming. And you notice in the far distance, you see vultures flying around. And not a good sign. You also see that there, um, as, as you're coming, you see, a you see a man on the road. He's staggering. 
and he's, he's alone. As you ride up to him, he looks beat up, haggard, very, very tired, and muddy, and do you want to interact with him? Okay, little man, keep your eyes peeled. You walk up, you ride up to him and bring your horses to a stop, and he says, What? Who are you? Wait, can, can you help me? Are, are you soldiers? What um, is your business here? Oh, my village was burned, and I'm I'm looking for help, but haven't seen anyone. This part of the road is pretty much deserted. Are you injured? Yeah, well, not not terribly. I'm a bit beat up. Are there any other survivors? No, not that I know of. Of your whole town? My village. Uh, your village. The, do you have any water? I haven't drinking since the stream I passed a few hours ago. Yes, yes. Here, take some of mine. He drinks and go, 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 and <laughs> he drinks and he's. <sighs> Tell me what the, what direction is your village and how far? It's down the road, off off to a little side. The village is Boar's Rest. It's a small hamlet. What? How was it caught on fire? It wasn't an accident. The this night, I thought everything was normal, and the but the other day, this, these strange. Men were in the village, very shady. I did. This is a small village. We most of us know each other. We're neighbors, and they were f- strangers. And I don't know what they're doing here. I, di- I didn't talk to them. But then the other day, they left feeling looking disgruntled. That night, these men in cloaks, black cloaks. That I don't even know who they were. They were just cloaked figures, and they came back and burned our village to the ground. I, I was the only survivor that I know of, but. I, I don't know. I, I ran. I, I I couldn't save anyone. I was I was gonna die, and I haven't seen them since. I've been on the road. I was hoping to get to White Hill, but you're the first travelers I've seen this whole day. Okay. Well, this guy is. I don't know what to do. We're we're on some other mission. Uh, we could take him along with us. Is White Hill on the way? On yeah. the, looking at our map. You had just left the town of White Hill. We just left. Well, we're not going back, so... Yeah. Um, so we need to go uh, tell the caravan, the leaders of the caravan, that um, what happened in this little village uh, that's up ahead, we're going to uh, warn them of possible danger, and we're going to go ahead, me and um, Reese, Diego and Reese are going to go ahead and kind of scout even further towards that village... Uh, to make sure that there's, uh, if there's any danger, that they can be forewarned, the caravan can be forewarned. So that's what we're going to go ahead and do. Okay, sounds good. We take that guy with us to go with the caravan, but we're kind of weary, or is it wary? Wary. We're wary of him, yeah, because we don't know if he's telling the truth. So I, so, so I'm going to be Diego. Uh, who, who's the leader of this caravan? Again? The leader is um, Commander. Weimar, but you're still you're not at the caravan yet. You can take him back. We're taking him back right now. Okay. Okay. So, Commander Weimar, we have this survivor of a village just up ahead. He spoke of uh, two mysterious strangers and uh, that were cloaked that uh, burned his village to the ground. Yes, uh, there there were well there were more than two there, though I don't exactly know the number. There there were a lot of them. They, they burned my whole village. So here we're gonna uh, leave him with in in your custody. Be careful with him. 
He is, of course, a stranger. Well. And we are going to investigate up ahead his uh, claims. Okay. Th- thank, thank you, Mr. Steelsworn. I appreciate your, your service to me. Thank you. And, and you too, Halfling. Oh. And Commander Weimar sends him off with one of his soldiers to presumably attend to him. And he says, that's, that's a strange account, but it's exactly the type of thing that we have been looking for. Good job reporting this to us. Um, in the meantime, would you hold back your scouting for just for a little bit? As we will be there for a second, I want you both to rest, and then later on I will have you all go into t- this town with the, some more of my seasoned scouts. He gestures for you to go along with the caravan, and you proceed to do so. You're walking up the lines, making sure everything's running smoothly. The, the date goes by without too much weird things happening. There's a bit of a rainstorm in the afternoon that drizzles on your encampment and turns the road to wet mud as you slog through it, but it's not too bad. And as a steel sworn, your training has prepared you for many things. Same thing with Reeseer, who is a sailor and a season, not a warrior, but he's a survivor. He's a rogue. So you continue your journey. And I think that's where we're going to end it today. As you are on the road, come, going to investigate this hamlet of Boar's Rest that was burned down. You'll have to be able to be able to verify this man's story, see what actually happened here, and hopefully get closer to your goal of dealing with this unrest and trouble, and for Cedric, finding out what happened to his high priest. And All right. So this has been another episode of the Endless Quest, our D&D podcast. Hopefully you all enjoyed it, and we're glad that you were able to listen with us and hopefully join in on our role-playing and our adventure today. I think it was really fun, and I'm glad to my players. So, thank you again. Our cast is... Reese Gilden. And we have... Diego Stilswell. And last but not least... David Martinez, Cedric All right, and we'll see you next time. Make sure to tune back into our next episode. Hasta luego.